0: Hi, I'm Heather. And I'm Natalie. Welcome to Loving Difference, where we bring together anyone looking for new ways to live in their neurodiverse relationships.
1: Whether you're comfy with a cuppa or out and about, it's great you're here. So let's dive into our next conversation. Hello, we're back with another conversation, and this time we are busting some myths myths that we thought were truths when we first started learning more about autism, neurodiversity and our relationships and ourselves and what we discovered beyond those truths and that actually helped us more and helped us recover ourselves and make um, unexpected progress in our relationships. So yeah, enjoy! We thought we would have a chat with you um, and together about um, what we learned from professionals um, in books, on videos, um, in all sorts of places about um, ourselves in relation to our neurodiverse relationship and what we subsequently learned that maybe has been more beneficial to us. And um, looking back, I can remember that there were some specific things, Heather, that I I guess took into my system about um, what I was in and what was possible or not possible, both for the relationship and for me. Things like, so if I give you some examples, maybe you'll have some too, things like um, your partner can't change which was pretty devastating when I'd been spending a lot of years trying to um, improve things or make some changes that I thought would make our family happier. And so I was now learning your partner can't change. This is how he is. And so I was, and also, but also hearing that you are feeling how you are because of how he is. So now I felt very hopeless yeah. Very quickly, because I was my happiness was disappearing quite fast. I think because it was reliant yeah. on for me on, on something changing um, in Pete. Um, I also think I heard that I was suffering from um, something that was called various things, which which are around in terms of terminology, like yeah. Cassandra syndrome, um, might also be called emotional affective disorder might also be called Ongoing Trauma Relationship Syndrome. If you look up any of these things and read the list of um, symptoms, um, then you likely recognise yourself. I certainly recognise myself in all of them. Um, But then some of the um, information attached to that then was you can't recover from that in the relationship. Mm. You could only recover from that and quite quickly if you leave the relationship. Um, that I was definitely suffering from something because of my partner mm. um, and they all started to feel quite devastating and despairing um, and these were things that I basically believed at the time because I didn't know any better I was just starting to learn about autism and yeah. The experience of what neurodiversity had been like for us, and all of that, and so I trust. I was trusting, I guess, you know, the limits of what these professionals know, um, and and believed that that was now our future. And I remember just really feeling very devastated. It. I started to go into quite a depression um, because I just the future seemed really um, bleak um and uh not good what
0: about you do you recall some similar things yeah very similar so um I was really aware that things weren't brilliant Mm -hmm. between us and um I put it down to a lot of things. Obviously, we had children who were struggling as well. There was a lot of stress. We were uh, my husband was setting up his own business. We'd had moves. There was there was a whole range of. I wasn't working because I couldn't find childcare for yeah. You know, so there was some final, You know, there was just so many things that I just so I, I thought this, it's was, probably this, this Yes, yeah, I thought he was stressed. Yeah. You know, and when all this stress went away, um, everything will be fine again. Mm-hmm. So. My first response um, to it dawning on me that perhaps he is also autistic after yes. some of my children were diagnosed mm-hmm. with that, um, particularly my third child who they're very, very similar. And, and I could really, there was no there's no doubt in my mind when that diagnosis mm-hmm. came in that mm-hmm. it was also applied to my husband. And I, I remember feeling utterly gutted mm. because what that said to me is it's not gonna improve as a result of all these other things changing, so even if I could fix everything else around us, he would not be yeah. able to change. Yes. yes, that's what I was getting. So yeah. I was just like, I oh, said, so this is it for life. Then this yes. is this is how it is. It's nothing to do with all these other things. It's sort of also like you can't change anything. You you are. This is the experience you're going to have. You've got
1: it because of this, and also being told at the same time that the person that's largely created that can't change anything. I mean, even just saying that aloud, it does
0: sound pretty devastating. It, it was bleak, and I mm-hmm. I remember also it also really struggling with my mental health at that point yeah. because I I mm-hmm. I just I just thought, well, this this is this is not good. I'm not good in this. No, now. I was just, 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 just I was only just realizing
1: yeah. that i had been doing something called walking on eggshells. I've been doing. I had no idea even had a word. I didn't, I didn't think I was anxious. So suddenly, I was like, okay, actually, I'm also anxious feeling depressed and now I'm hearing I can't change anything (laughs) and I'm a changer and a helper and a fixer and a
0: war now this is a bit scary so um yeah yeah. and so that was so similar to me and you start you know you immediately turn to the computer and you start doing some research and you start putting things like autism and relationship coming up and then Mm -hmm. like you say these terms start coming up and they just go oh my goodness, that's yeah. Me? I'm practically in yeah. in a, some kind of I'm in a hideous relationship, yeah. you know. And suddenly it just became this sort of mm. um very depressing ongoing. This I think you said as well. just empowering. That because so we cool. are. The, yeah, I think because Total also we're the ones. Yeah,
1: loss of agency because also we're the ones that are tra- trying to make happy family and a good relationship yeah. largely.
0: And, we're doing all yeah. of this. We're being, we're yeah. putting so much of our energy yeah. into making everything okay for everybody. And then we're just finding out that actually we can't can't do anything. Yeah,
1: so that's what we dropped into. Fast forward to, I would say for me a couple of years later, but also mm-hmm. to now and thinking about what I believe about those things that I heard from professionals at the time. There's really something that I want to share about a different message. And um, I can remember, yeah, working particularly on my well-being, and we talk a lot about that in Loving Difference, and focusing on that, reacquainting yourself with yourself, getting back into relationship with yourself, knowing who you are. And, and, you know, and that is not... um, that is not unique to universal, uh, universal um, neurodiverse relationships, that's really important nice. to say. Yeah, important um, for every relationship. Yeah, so lots of people yourself. lose themselves yeah. in the relationship. So Absolutely. getting that back is really important. So. So that sort of pr- disproved something about you can't recover whilst still in the relationship. It it may be true that you um, it's more challenging to, or it takes longer to. I definitely would potentially say that. Or you need true. support
0: of some good you need
1: really good support, and but and also that you. One of the reasons I think this is the challenge of it. One of the reasons it's harder to recover in the relationship is because you are still in the ongoing stress relationship it is a relationship at that point that is stressful yeah. so you are still in the stressful situation and there's no doubt even in any other situations in relationships other than neurodiverse ones that recovering or getting yourself better or more healthier in the relationship when you're still in it mm-hmm. is challenging because you are still um exposed to or in an environment that has less stress but you can do it and there are ways to protect yourself and mm-hmm. to um, create some distance and space and all those kinds of things that are all possible so that you can begin to um, thrive which I was generally hearing at the beginning it that it's going to be something you have to survive and endure if you choose to stay and I just wasn't okay with that
0: I'm it was, a bit, bleak I I was it.
1: really bleak and yeah. I was I was doing some other studies and some other um yeah just other studies at the time in a completely different area mm-hmm. and that was inviting me to ask some different questions particularly about myself and things and I started studying um mutual support and, and recovery generally and, and recognizing that it is absolutely possible to do that and actually the stress if you can um have the support and you know the tools and methods to do it is actually a good place to do it in because you need to be it's just you know you need to be you you have to do it safely but actually working with what's triggering is important so yeah so I think that was really important to to learn that actually after a couple of years I was actually saying I'm not suffering from Cassandra syndrome or ongoing trauma relationship syndrome or Emotion-affected disorder, like the words, the things okay. that are talked about, I'm not. Uh, so I, I want to share a message that you can reverse these things. Yeah. You can reverse yourself out of them and even become more of the person you want to be, even and when your partner's not changing anything. <laughs> so And also to, to, to question the thing about that they can't change
0: no because actually what we were saying before you know when i was saying oh perhaps it's going to be better when this is changed and that changed and that actually the thing is if you do change a lot of this stuff with yourself with with the situation with the environment mm-hmm. with your expectations with your Um, communication with you, sorting some of your own, getting some self-trust back Mm -hmm. um, and believing in yourself to be able to hold and support yourself and -hmm. and also finding other ways to get that support. All those things, Mm -hmm. it changes everything around you. We talk about ripples all the time, don't we? But actually you making those changes for yourself It does impact and reduce the the stress and stress and anxiety have a massive impact on um, how anyone can function not just someone who's neurodivergent but anybody you know that if, you know I know that when I'm stressed and um, anxious and depressed that I'm, I'm a very different person so of course, like someone who's neurodivergent, who's also struggling with all these different layers on top, is gonna, you know, if you take some of that, start stripping some of that away and allowing them to be themselves, Mm -hmm. actually, Mm -hmm. they will change, whether they're consciously doing the work or or trying to do it just as a response to the the reduced pressure they're experiencing, to, to always be be the one, we just have unrealistic expectations mm. of our relationships in any case. Mm. And, and we truly can find, mm. once we've identified what we need, mm. we can find ways to meet those needs yeah. in mm. such a way that doesn't negatively impact one knows we care about. Yeah,
1: And it also didn't mean that I was recovered and the relationship wasn't still stressful. So I still always talked about being in a ongoing stress relationship, that the the relationship by some of its nature is stressful. I still, I think now even beyond that a few years on, it's much less stressful again, Mm -hmm. because everything's, we've got more um, pressure out of it, um, that even that's got better. Um, I think the other thing that I was told or read and learned at the time was that I would need to further adapt myself by learning various things, mm-hmm. partly which were maybe to see if you could try strategies and teach your partner some things. Totally ridiculous for me. Didn't mm. work any of that. But that's what I was looking for. I think thought. it works there. I think it might work if yeah. you have got both of you on board. And there are, there definitely are people that do that. But with we for us, it's been work that we've been doing when you don't have the, you know, your, your partner is not interested in doing that work so we again we want to let you know that you can recover yourself and have a better relationship it doesn't always take two to tango it just doesn't but the um the thing of needing to bend myself even more when i realized that i had been accommodating compensating bending myself out of shape beyond who i am in order to try to make people try to make people feel happier more relaxed better and then finding that for all my efforts I don't know myself and they're still not okay (laughs) um and now you're telling me I'd have to bend even more um I yeah I think even somewhere I read there's a a statistic that the neuro the neurotypical or non-autistic partner would bend or have to being, um, what do you call that, like more flexible, like 70%. So there's sort of this belief or philosophy that it is the the non-autistic or neurotypical partner that has to bend more. Well, again, that's like red rag to a bull for me, who is the, that's my pattern, which would be to keep adapting, but actually that hadn't been helping me. So I did start trying some of the things like speak more directly, don't talk with, don't share any, don't talk with any emotion in your voice, don't, there were some quite specific things, Mm -hmm. and I just realized that I was then being even less of me, so again, my, I I want to be able to share that, now I show up as even more me than I was ever before in the relationship, and our relationship is stronger for it, you don't have to, it doesn't mean I'm not talking directly to, it's not that I'm not using some of the tools around autistic communication that are helpful but i'm not losing my way of speaking and being as well there is a there's a melding or a melting together that you can create i still want to say hello in a natalie way not hello how was your day because we believe it will be received better or that just takes me out of it and we just go back to some sort of shrunken shell and I don't want that for people.
0: I, th- I think it's really useful if we think back right to the beginning of our relationships and try and remember how we were at that time yes and remind ourselves that that is the person yes that that they were attracted yes. to yes and so if you keep on um continuously because I mean it happens very gradually in very slowly so you don't really notice but once you've become aware of it um, why, it doesn't make any sense to actually do more of it because actually when you were at happiest in your relationship was when you were you yeah. and arguably at that, that time emotions. they could have been masking even more yes. but they still wanted to be with yes. you in that space yeah, yeah, and yeah. actually in the relationship I really, what I realised is it's me that had changed yeah. so dramatically I had thought oh going into parenting, like taking yeah. out the business all of this stuff had put a toll on my partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But actually it's me that had changed so much. Yes. And I turned into this over-anxious, people pleasing, yes. trying yeah. to fix the whole world. Yeah, completely forgot about any needs that yeah. I had myself. Didn't even know what my needs were. do no. not remember whether I liked something no. or didn't like something. And absolutely, if you're feeling that oh my god, that's me, we totally can mm. recover from that. And yeah, um, which comes
1: back to the fact that a lot of what is listed and encompassed is encompassed in the descriptions of these kinds of um syndromes or disorders that we would be experiencing and also remember it's a reactive disorder to a situation so as the situation changes as you have agency to change the situation for you even if what's happening here isn't changing you can change how you are in it and um, how you respond to it how yeah, you react it, to it. it has a massive yeah. massive influence and um Slightly lost my train of thought, Sorry. but no, no, it's fine. Can't help you interrupting sometimes. No, no, what was
0: I? Where was I going? Can you remember? I just, you know, i just carry on. Yeah, carry on. So I was going to say something about. Now I've lost my train of thought. I was going to say something about. Um, oh, I was going to say about God.
1: stress and trauma.
0: That actually, okay. though, good. Don't lose it. Okay. I'll try. <laughs>
1: the, the, those descriptions. Yes, there's neurodiversity. There's you know that's an element of it but the, the reaction or the disorder or the thing that the t in us was because of the level of difference we were in that we didn't know, the uh, stress and anxiety and trauma that exists in our relationships in each other and actually deal with that is much better, is much better and actually that's, you know, it is very similar to post-traumatic stress disorder, all of these kinds of things, um, and, and that is what we we're of in. I totally understand that, but with knowledge, with once you know what it is, it you can change it, you can reverse it, and yeah. then you can thrive and you can be well, and then you can make choices about the relationship in, out, beyond, whatever. But it, it yeah, I just think some of these things now for me are myths. What yeah. I originally learned were actually mythology because. They have not
0: um, been born out for me, they are not true for me now. And I think this idea that, that someone can't change when you're in a relationship, you impact each other. It is interrelationship, it's two nervous systems that are co regulating and weaving together. And if you make changes, that is going to have a knock on effect. And just as they, they, you know, they. Have impacted yes. us, you yes. know, in the same way. We can reverse that and, and get back to, to to something that's a lot more healthy and a lot a lot more pleasurable and just yeah, start living again. Yeah, yeah. so um, yeah, so my encouragement to you is to just um be curious and open-minded about
1: what you're reading and about what you're deciding about your experience because what you believe is who you become, and um so yeah, look for other views. In Loving Difference, we tackle some of these things um, together. And, um, you know, I, as a coach, particularly passionate about finding your way back to yourself, reversing Cassandra, affective, whatever, Whatever. all these things, but reversing yourself out of it, being you again, Mm -hmm. sparkling, thriving, um, yeah, vibrancy, all the things that you know you've been, which is who your partner fell in love with it really is I remember Pete saying to me when I was driving again he said to me um my Natalie's back and I just thought it was just really nice you know it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't going where any of us really wanted it to go. And, and I think that was just really, really lovely. So find, you can find your way back to you, you can do it in in the relationship, you can do it with help and support, we, we're really wanting to do that in Loving and Difference. and. Um, yeah, so come you know, around this video or podcast, however you're accessing what we're talking about, um, you know, come and find us and, uh, and get, on the, get on the reversing. Reversing and revitalizing, that's my new language for it. Reversing yeah. and revitalizing yourself so that you can um, thrive um, inside your diverse relationship and then choose and make decisions for the future. Anything else you want on? to add?
0: Nope, just come in and um, yeah, I'd just love to share everything I've learned along the way about mm-hmm. our nervous systems yes. as well and our defence modes and how that impacts our relationship mm-hmm. and how actually both of us are in that state yeah. and um, it's not one-sided mm-hmm. as sometimes we are led to believe mm-hmm. and that both people, I think that's really important, just the mm-hmm. last thing I want to say is that we are not the only ones in the relationship who are struggling mm-hmm. or quote marks, mm-hmm. you know, having these kind of syndromes because actually whilst we're focused on how we're feeling in it Mm -hmm. actually we've got to remember that Mm -hmm. our partners also are feeling something too because their needs haven't been met perhaps for the entirety of their lives so um yeah i think it's it's remembering this isn't something that just can affect the neurotypical partner this is something experienced by both people in this relationship and it
1: also isn't just autism or other neurodivergences, also yeah. anxiety, other mental health things, depression, mm-hmm. um, trauma, um, you know, they, 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 these are all the things that yeah. actually you're handling and have been living in without knowing. So, um, but these are all things that you can learn about and work on and actually what I, I found, are we gonna be back? Oh, did we, it might have disappeared there. Quick battery check. Um, <laughs> what was it saying?
0: Poop. We, were to, we were talking about how we can reverse things. I know, but I was just saying something really good at the end. You'll <laughs> oh, <no.
1: laughs> we'll add it on at the end if we remember. Place, oh, we do a place to no. okay. oh, it. Oh, it's not We'll watch back and we'll remember. Or just that there were other things. And actually, if we, what, I te- what I tend to find is that in groups of, and lots of other places where we're all hanging out who've experienced the same, we're only talking about autism. And actually, we need to be learning also about ourselves, and trauma, and mental health, and well-being, and some other things. It, the, I think one of the biggest issues at the beginning, for me, was that it was only all autism-centred, and and I hope wasn't there, and there's all these other things. Yeah, and, it's and actually, that is
0: one part of the story, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And our, our past experiences, yeah. our narratives, the society yeah. norms, there's, there's so much. Come and learn more. <laughs> Come and learn.
1: We'd love to see you. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you soon on another episode. Bye. Bye.